we are sitting in the right position. We are sitting nice there. It's a nice position to sit, you know. Um, I can't pretend that we would not like have to. We wouldn't like to win tonight. Of course, we wanted to win tonight, but also it's also it's okay. It's a good position also. The big issue on Sokoladuma Radio. If ever there was an impression that this was going to be an easy title race, well, there you have it from Coach Pizzo Musimane. He appreciates the position that he finds himself in at number two. However, he also acknowledges that uh, this is going to be very tough. Uh, there are now four teams, in my opinion, that look set uh, for a very tight title race with Bitvers Verts, Pirates, Sundowns and Cape Town City in that order, occupying one to fourth spot. So who will win the title? Who is the deciding factor in the title race and who are the dark horses in this title race should we discount anyone out or should we include all four plus the five six others that are still out there with an outside chance of winning the EPSA premiership title hello my name is Ngulule Gonkewu and this is the big issue on the show we'll chat to Koloma Gwaza who is a podcast host of uh, the Pitch Invasion podcast with uh, Luazi Zikubo and Imeka Onyadika we'll speak to him about the title race we'll also speak to the kickoff magazine editor uh, Zolani uh, Zola daughter uh, will give us his opinions about the title race as well. We'll also speak to a former Mamelodi Sundowns League title winner, uh, Mr. Eric Ramasike, about this title race because it's getting hot in here and uh, people are taking all their clothes off. Uh, some teams are consistent, some are. Uh, it's getting too hot in the kitchen, so they cannot handle the heat. So if you cannot handle the heat, like Mark Williams always say, you get the hell out of the kitchen. So thank you very much for being with us. Have fun, enjoy the ride on this. This big issue episode. Every Wednesday, you can get yourself a copy of the Sokola Duma newspaper for only three rand ninety cents. This Wednesday, uh, what was covered on the CS special was an interesting story about Rodney Ramagadera and the fact that he is suspended somewhat by his team Pulukwana City. We speak to the bosses, we speak to the players uh, representatives about the situation. It seemingly is a matter about a contract that was signed, a pre-contract that was signed to another team and now his team is revolting. There are words like insubordination mentioned uh, with regards to Rodnero Makarera. So if you want to check out the full story, you can buy yourself a copy of the Sokala Duma newspaper for only 3 rand 90 cents. And Chang one session, Jay Pirates, Yadlan, and Yabalek, Ya Ateka, is Missel, is Missel with no Tatai Cup. I believe Sundowns and Cape Town City have the momentum and pedigree to lift this trophy. As for since Pirates and Vets, they are too complacent, and I don't think they will get to the top two, maybe three and four. Sundowns. 
Captain City. They are aggressive. They are mean. They know what they are doing. They know what they want. So I believe they will leave this trophy. There we are. Well, thank you very much uh, for some of those voice notes and your views as well. As the points suggest, 36, 38, 36, uh, and 33 points, it suggests that things are a little bit tight and people are slightly undecided or one person will mention this team and three other people will mention three other teams. Uh, it's indicative of where we are and when we, where we find ourselves in this PSL title race. So thank you very much for those voice notes. Now, uh, Kola Magwaza is one of the pundits uh, or the hosts for the Pitch Invasion podcast. Uh, you will find him and Loazi and Imeka talking about all things football, right? He joins us now on the line to chat about this PSL title race. How are you doing today, sir? I'm good, thank you. I'm good, I'm good, man. Tell us about the Pitch Invasion podcast. Uh, when did it start and where is it available? Well, we are 27 episodes deep, so uh, in my uh, uh, backtrack, uh, we have 27 weeks ago, which is about uh, four, six months ago. Sure. And uh, basically, you can get it on uh, iTunes and Iona FM and on SoundCloud. And basically, we're a podcast where we discuss football, be it local, international, Premier League, Absa Prem, you name it, everything all over the world. And it's also more of an engaging show amongst us as a host, because we don't just always agree on the same uh, topic and sure. you know we, we we tend to give each other backlash and a little bit of fans and a bit of charge grown in and there so it's a bunch of guys that you know really obviously into football and uh, you know analyzing forecasting debating tackling and discussing all football stories yeah i mean it's yourself uh Makwaza, and luasa zikubu and imeka Yes, yes, yes. I enjoyed one that I listened to, uh, the latest episode that you guys have. Um, it's an engaging kind of podcast and it's lovely uh, because it covers, of course, um, local football and international football. And we're looking forward to working with you guys. Um, we'll reveal more, of course, as the weeks go on that we'll try and integrate the show um, on the Sokaladuma um, channel, Sokaladuma radio channel. Hey, we're excited ourselves. We're really excited. I mean, who... Hasn't you know purchased uh, uh, a copy of Sokolatuma? I mean, um, I've been a big fan for years myself. So I mean, to be on this platform really it is truly an honor. Yeah, absolutely, man. Looking forward to working with you now on the PSL title race. The Absa Premiership has a number one that is on thirty-eight points, a number two that is on thirty-six, and a number three that is on thirty-six points. Plus, a number four in Cape Town City is on thirty-three points. Uh, it looks a little bit tight. Some people are saying even Super Sports United on thirty-two points uh, should not be ruled out at the moment. A lot of our fans on social media have had a say about this topic, which will play throughout this podcast. Uh, tell us, tell me about your impression on the title race with nine, ten games left? I mean, it's interesting. I mean, you, you mentioned Supersport, and I think you have to throw in, strangely enough, Kaiser Chiefs in there. I mean, I think they're on the same point or just below uh, Supersport. Yeah. And 
I mean, had they beaten Pulukwane City, if it wasn't for another goalkeeping mistake, you know, we'd be talking about Chiefs, you know, sneaking in there. And I think they still also have this and Sundowns to play, if I'm not mistaken. So they they also have a big hand uh, in the title race because they could, you know, spoil the party for either this or Sundowns. And you look at Pirates' results. I really thought when Pirates lost to Supersport, I thought, you know, um, it was over for them. But mm-hmm. then Fitz and Sundowns drew and then Sundowns drew again. And, you know, so it's really tough to say right now. And I think for the likes of Pirates and Sundowns, I think what's really going to sort of come to question for them is where do their priorities lie? Because they also still have continental football to deal with. And a team like Sundowns, you know, they have the squad big enough to say, okay, you know, in in these types of games, you know, uh, in CAF, for example, you you can throw in the Broxies, you can throw in the LaFords, you know, you can turn them winning goal, but then for the absolute premiership, they can, you know, sort of uh, play their strong squad. With a team like Pirates, don't really have a, a, a squad the size of Sundown's um, uh, um, caliber. So, you know, they might have to make a decision because they're not that far off. And with this, of course, you know, this has been on top for a very, very long time. I actually can't even think. Uh, back to when Vitz went on top. And, you know, they seem to be also, you know, uh, making sure that whatever happens, that they, they're maintaining their place. And, I mean, the draw with Sundowns, you know, it, it's more two points lost for Vitz because they were at home against 10 men. They could have really put pressure on Sundowns because even though Sundowns have games in hand, you know, as you can see, you know, they're not a, a guaranteed win. So I think it's really going to go down to the wire. And I think... You know, like I said, with Sundowns and Pirates, you know, I think for them, you know, that the careful commitments are going to really, really come into question as to, you know, how much commitment are they going to make, you know, on that front versus the league. Yeah, I mean, there is a tribute to the PSL or the Absa Premiership, rather, uh, that the inconsistency and the, you know... Sometimes we mention inconsistency and some people say it's tribute to the competitiveness of the league. Uh, For me personally, it's really inconsistent. Uh, At times you you would think that going into a match against Highlands Park, which they lost, Bidvestvitz would have won or should have won. They play Black Leopards, it's 1-1, they win on extra time. The same with Sundowns, uh, the same with Orlando Pirates as well, that they lost to Supersport United, albeit uh, Supersport are a strong team anyways. But there's, there's a lot of moments where you feel like, okay, this team is supposed to win against that team uh, based on form at least and based on the strength of the squad. But most of the time it doesn't happen. And as a result, we have a league that is number nine is only 10 points away from the top. You know, so what do you make of the inconsistencies? Do you are you part of the people that say it's tribute to the competitiveness of the league or teams are just simply inconsistent? I think you, there's a case for both arguments, to be completely honest with you, because I think neither is uh, greater than the other. I mean, you, you can look at the foot of the table. Amazon started off with a deficit of points. Sure. And somehow, you know, uh, Marisburg are the one that looked like they're going down. Chiefs, yeah. you know, started off the season with uh, three coaches and four in, in, in two months. Now they're on the rise. So it's a league that, you know, like, you, you know, you can make a case for either argument because both are strong arguments. And, I think for the teams at the top, you know, they've managed to build a sort of buffer to stay up there. Pirates, Vips, and uh, Supersport. I mean, Supersport at the start of the season, you know, they look like title favorites. And then they sort of had a lull in the middle of the season, and then now they're back in the picture. So, uh, you know, to be honest with you, I, I, I think there's a strong case for both. And, 
you know, like I said with Kaiser Chiefs, I mean, they started off with the Salinas reign where, you know, they were drawing virtually every game. And now, you know, under Ernst Middendorf, there seems to be new life. And I think they're only nine points away from this. And like I said, if I'm not mistaken, I'll, I'll have to check the fixtures. I think they still have to play Sundowns and Vips. Now, let's say they maintain their form and manage to beat Sundowns and Vips. Before you know it, you know, they're only three points off this. So there is, you know, that side of the, consistency, the inconsistency. But then there's also the side of, you know, the top three, four teams, where you can say, for an extended period, you know, they've sort of maintained that top four. I don't think that top four... I mean, Pulukwana City, for example, they were third taken at some point. Yeah. And, you know, they also had a string of inconsistent results. But, you know, now that uh, continental football is, is finally uh, taken serious in South Africa, so now, you know, there's a third and a fourth place to actually play for. I mean, you look at a team like Pulukwana City, I mean, wouldn't it be fantastic for a team like them to notch up a fourth uh, spot or third place spot and see them in African um, competition. So there is an argument for both. Yeah, all right. In wrapping up then, uh, before I let you go, um, I have to make issues. Bedvest Verts, Orlando Pirates, Sundowns or Cape Town City. We'll leave it at there because those are the teams that look strong enough to be able or they've amassed enough points to be able to be considered title uh, chasers. Cape Town City, Sundowns, Pirates, Bitvis Verse. For you, Mr. Maguaza, who looks strong and who looks like they have the momentum to be able to carry it on until the finish line? Without sounding too biased and giving away which team I actually support, but there's a team in Soweto out of all those teams that you mentioned, you know, that I think if you can look at the run that they have leading to the end of the season, I mean, they've dealt with Super Sport, they've dealt with the Derby, so... You know, when I look at Pirates, you know, the 4-1 win against Amazon, to me, showed me a team that is able to bounce back. I think the Super Sport game was a pick-and game. It was either between those two teams. I don't think it was a surprise loss, but Pirates seem to be playing the sort of football that is um, attacking, and they seem to be more of the hungrier in terms of the way they play. With Sundowns and Vitz, you know, they're still playing with a bit of caution. And, you know, I, I don't see that much aggression in terms of them going for... Uh, the league title. So I, I must back Pirates in this one. Mm, all right, then. Uh, Mr. Makwaza, thank you so much, man, for speaking to us on Sokaladuma Radio. No, thank you, guys. I really appreciate the time. Hey, guys. It's Sokaladuma. Lebahang Kabela here from Mamelodi. I'll be talking in behalf of Orlando Pirates and Mamelodi Sundowns. They are level on points and Sundowns is uh, two games behind. You know, they have two games in hand. But on current form, I believe that uh, Sundowns has a better chance of retaining the league because they know how to manage games. We even saw when they played against Vets, the way they were lining up after they lost a player uh, with a red card. They knew what to do. The Orlando Pirates, they're not consistent and I think that would be detrimental because they still have to face Vets. They still have to play against Kipton City and then they still have to play against Mamluri Sundowns. It will be decided on the final day. Reason being, all the three top teams have been dropping points now and then. So it's very tricky to decide which team is going to win the league. But um, sure bet uh, Orlando Pirates will perform something or do something this season in the league. But it won't be easy because we're still playing Kev and uh, sometimes has games in hand and beat transfers. We're doing what is called smash and crap, meaning 
they'll just win by one nil and defend the whole team. So it won't be easy. Joining me now in studio is Kickoff Magazine editor uh, Zola Dota. Zola, thank you very much, man, for joining us uh, on Sokola Duma Radio. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing good. And you? I'm good, man. Thank you so much. Um, interestingly, the latest edition of the um, Kickoff Magazine, I enjoyed mm. it. Um, I usually enjoy the conversations with guys like Gareth Devine, the throwbacks. I really, really enjoy that. Yeah. Um, it's it's well-researched. Um, it's beautiful just taking us back to a period that we once had um, mm. in South African football. One that picked my eye, though, uh, was the, the secret footballer. Of course, anyone who doesn't know the secret footballer is the premise is that we take uh, you guys take a former player mm. and they talk about the topic uh, on condition of anonymity. So we don't know who that person was, uh, yeah. but the topic was about the African Cup of Nations for the under-23s or was under it the under-20s? 20, yeah, under yeah 20. the under-20s um, and the age cheating that is involved there. Um, mm. What prompted you guys to go for that topic specifically? Look, the biggest problem with these tournaments is that a lot of these players come through those sort of tournaments. They sure. come through the under-20 African Championship and then after that they go to the World Cup. But the problem is that as soon as they get into the senior team level, sure. a lot of these guys are retire when they are 28, 29. Yeah. You know, we don't see them after they reach the age of 30. Yeah. So what prompted me to do that was, let's look at the problem. Like, what is the biggest problem facing African football? Because, I mean, this is very common with African players mm. that these guys play very well when they're 17. But as soon as they're 28, 29, they just disappear. Mm. So the issue of age cheating came up, which is it's very big because, I mean, even like in countries like Ghana, not only in South Africa, countries like Ghana, Nigeria, there were a lot of players as well who came through at a very young age but couldn't play after the age of 30. Yeah, I'm interested though um, in South Africa because there seems to be a perception and I think that the perception is fed by our stature. Like physically, mm. when you look at the South African player, you would think that if he's saying he's 20, yeah. you, would, you are inclined to believe that he is actually 20. Yeah. But a yeah. Nigerian, a Guinean player, equatorial Guinean player, mm. uh, if he's saying he's 20 and he is six foot five. Mm. Uh, and he looks strongly built, uh, mm. you know, you are inclined to not believe him. Uh, yeah. The opposite is, is true. So yeah. South African players, uh, the player who was the secret footballer, uh, mm. did mention that even him, and we've known stories about players um, mm. who cheated about their age. Do you think mm. that that is endemic? Uh, and how much of, if you can give me percentages, how much of even the PSL players, when you look at their age, do you believe them? Look, it's, it's very difficult to say because, I mean, this thing starts at a very young age, so it's difficult even for the clubs to take it themselves. Sure. Because once a player goes to the home affairs and get like a permanent ID or even a passport, even if it's fake, there's no way a club can say, this is not this is true. Not your age, yeah. Even though you can see that the player is old. But if the player produces a proof of a passport... Yeah. And the thing is, the interesting thing about the topic with the secret footballer is that the biggest issue he raises is what these guys are using this to get out of poverty. I'm sure. not making excuses. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So they see this... They see football as their way out of poverty. Yeah. As a result, the quick fix is to make sh- as, as a result, the quick fix is to make sure that you 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 cut your age so that you can increase your chances of getting to Europe. Yeah. Because European clubs don't look for players who are twenty five and twenty six. Sure. They look sure. for guys who are nineteen and eighteen. So, so it is conceivable then that with the tournament that we've watched, which uh, we're happy for Amachita because they've qualified for the World mm. Cup, another youth team qualifying for a World Cup, we seem yeah. to be doing well there. But it is conceivable that we've in that under-20 tournament, there were 18-year-olds playing against 35, 30-year-olds. Definitely, definitely. That is something we can... I mean, this is something that has been going on forever, definitely. Even yeah. at the Olympic tournaments, you can see that like some of these guys are actually older than they say they are. But I mean, what can we really do? It's, it's really hard even... FIFA's like is having a difficult time 
dealing with this matter because there's no way you can prove if a player says to you i'm 20 when they're 25 how sure. do you disprove that yeah you know, i mean such it's a difficult thing to do they've tried the technology of uh Detecting the bones yeah. and then predicting yeah. how old are you. Um, yeah. Of course, we've seen that that is, hasn't helped us much uh, because mm. this age cheating continues. However, you are here uh, because there is a big issue which we are discussing on the podcast, mm. which is the PSL title race. Uh, Bedvers Reds, Cape Town City, Orlando Pirates yeah. and de Sundowns. For me, mm. that's my opinion. And that's what I've put out there on social media for the engagement of our fans. That Those are the teams mm. that look prime to have a slog at it and they are closer to the finishing line than Super Sport and Kaiser Chiefs and all the other teams yeah. with less than 30 points. Talk yeah. to us about the title race and what your impression is so far. Look, my impression is Sundown started very well. Sure. They were involved in Africa and obviously had a lot of game in hands. But the problem is that with those game in hands, they didn't take advantage. Yeah. Because if they had won two games out of the, all those games in hand, they were going to be in a very, very good position. Yeah, it would have to, been a four-point lead e or so. E exactly. Even like the game against Vest, I think they could have won it. So this is going to be a very, very tricky thing because Vest is also consistent. Kevin Hunt is not going to give it up so easy. Sure. Even though Sanders have experience, but Vets are very big fighters. But for me, the biggest decisive factor in this league title race is Cape Town City. Yeah. I'm not saying Cape Town City is going to win the league, but Cape Town City will have a say yeah. in terms of who wins the league. If you yeah. look at their at fixtures, the fixtures they, are, they potentially will play number one and exactly. number two and number three at some point. They're playing Sundowns twice. They're also playing Vets. <laughs> so Cape Town City will... And Cape Town City is not under pressure. Sure. Cape Town City is winning matches and they're, they're doing they already very already have well. a cup in the bag, so their season exactly. doesn't hinge on the EPSA Premiership. Exactly. And the club owners don't expect them to win the league. Sure. So this is going to be difficult, especially for Sundowns, because as you know that in the MTN 8 they were knocked out by yeah, yeah. Cape Town City by the same team it's very interesting because I've spoken to few two people on the same podcast and we never really got to Cape Town City per se mm. but they would be the king makers talk to us about Benny McCarthy and what this essentially means for his career now we already know he's a yeah. legitimate coach because he's won something we thought okay mm. it was maybe his legacy that has got him the job at Cape Town yeah. City but we are now seeing um, mm. aside from the off-field things uh, <laughs> that we can talk about yeah, uh, in yeah, other yeah. podcasts but talk mm. to me about him as a tactician. What have, you, what have you been able to observe about his teams? Look, the, the truth about Benny is that Benny is using his personality to persuade the players to play for him. Sure. Benny is, for me, more like Chomosono. Sure. Chomosono as a coach was not very tactically astute. Okay. But he is someone who was very motivational. He used the statue as Jomosono, the sure, legend, sure. so that he can persuade the players to play for him. And that's how we were successful at the 1998 African Nations Cup. It's yeah. the same with Benny. Benny, I've been to some of the training sessions. Benny's a very good motivator. And those, and those players listen to him. And most importantly, that's what matters to players. You can have as many tactics as you can, but if the players don't want to play for you, then you're in big trouble. Yeah. And fortunately for Benny McCarthy, the players want to play for him. They want yeah. to do everything for him. And the good thing about this team is that most of these guys are at the beginning of their careers. Sure. So they're still trying to prove a point, yeah. which is what we are seeing at Cape Town Yeah, City. it also helps that they have memories of this guy scoring goals for exactly. Bafana and winning the Champions League exactly. as they, when they were kids. All right, let's move on then. Last few ones, because we've touched on Cape Town City and Mamelodi Sundowns somewhat. Mm. Uh, Bidvers Verts and Orlando Pirates. Yeah. Um, there is an opinion and the view that Pirates could take it, uh, mm. but the problem is that they are also in continental competitions like Mamelodi Sundowns. Yeah. And then which leaves us with Bidvers Verts, who are at the top of the table, have mm. no other competition other than the absolute premiership to focus on. Talk exactly. to us about those two teams before we close the conversation. And the biggest advantage with Vets is that they can grind the results. 
Sure. No one expects Vert to play very well, and Kevin Hunt doesn't care about playing very good football. Sure. So he just wants to grind the results. He's going to do his maths. He's going to see which games they can get a draw. But Paris doesn't have that luxury. Paris is under pressure to get results. Paris is also under pressure to play football in a certain way. Mm. So, but this is a very decisive season for Orlando Paris because just like Kaiser Chiefs, Orlando Paris haven't won a trophy since. Yeah, I mean, in around five years or in something five like years, that. And yeah. that's a very long time. So the coach is going to be under pressure. If it's a shame, you know, game. as you are mentioning that, it's a shame because I always, always personally stand up for Milutin Radojevic because you can see, you can mm. see the difference between Paris with Shell Yonover and whoever replaced him. I can't even remember yeah. the people that were trying to replace Mohsen Etegral when he yeah. left. You can see that there's a huge difference and they were number two last season. Mm. They play absolutely beautiful football, but mm. last season they were number two. And now, if they so, end up as number two, it will yeah. be the same as coach Eric Tinkler or Roger Desar, one exactly. of the coaches who went to multiple finals, but mm. there was no tangible result at the end of the day. They had to let him go. So definitely, they're going to feel the pressure because, I mean, if you remember Root Kroll, that's the same thing he felt. Sure. Carlos was playing beautiful football. They're passing the ball around. Sure. They're exciting players. But his first two seasons, the truth is, didn't yield anything. There was yeah. no trophies. It was yeah. only his third season where he felt the pressure and, and won three-league trophies. So Mitchell and Rolani as well as um, Fadlo Davis, Davids. Paris have, Paris have invested a lot in that squad. Sure. They've invested in the technical team. They've invested in the players. So the truth is, they have no excuse not to win the league. Mm. So they are as under pressure as Vets as well as Mamelodi Sundowns. As Sundowns. Okay, if you were to put your head on the table for you, um, I said at the beginning of the season Sundowns, and I still maintain Sundowns. Every yeah. season I say Sundowns because I look, yeah. I rate the squad. I say, okay, this looks the better yeah. squad. And then Pizzo has been number one, number two, number one, number two, number yeah. one, number two over the past season. So that's based on that for me. Always, mm. I've not, I will not change my my opinion. Yeah. Yourself, when you look at the current situation, who I'll, do you tip for it? Okay, I would go for Sundowns because of the experience as well as the and the fact that they have two games in hand. So I'll go for Sundowns. After Sundowns, I'll say first. But Parades and uh, Captain City, not really. You feel like they're adding the yeah. numbers? No, they just no. They'll be there. I mean, so especially Captain City, they'll they'll play a decisive role in terms of deciding who wins the league. Sure. But ultimately, it's gonna be between Sundowns and first. And yeah. Sundowns will clinch it for me. All right, Mr. Zulatoda, thank you very much, man, for speaking to us on Sokola Duma Radio. Thank you, sir. Hello, the league is tied at the top. But for me, I'm going to go with Vets University, the pit first boys. Oh, the students. Oh, what a marvelous team to watch. Governor and team. For example, oh, past team, they impress a lot when they play, especially when they play those so called big teams. They show character, they show strength, they show everything. They play sundowns with that Monare. Colonel uh, Scott in that center midfield, that do marvelous. And then uh, I see them lifting the cup. I feel it's going to be the last minute of a dying house in a couple of days. Because everyone want to improve, everyone want to take the lead. But I think Vets University and Memory of the Sundowns, they are most the favorites. Or they, there is a big possibility for them to take this lead. To me, I, I can feel Vets University is taking it. But again, Sundowns still got the upper hand, still got games in, in hand. But to have games in hand does not mean you can take a league. You have to win those games in hand. Eric Ramasike is a former left-back former Middle Sundowns who won a couple of titles, a couple of cups as well. What does he think about the title race? Who he thinks is in prime position to be able to land uh, the title of the APSA Premiership and being named the APSA Premiership uh, champions? 
There you are, ladies and gentlemen. We've dissected it, looked at all the different angles and possibly some angles we left out because, of course, it is a broad and speculative subject because no one knows actually really what's going to happen uh, in the next few days. And as I've mentioned throughout the show, I'm not one to be shy about my opinions about football-related matters, especially South African football-related matters. Pito Musimane for me is going to win the title. I mentioned that on, on national radio multiple times when I'm asked my opinion about where the EPSA Premiership title will go. If it goes to Bitvis Verts, I'm happy. If it goes to Orlando Pirates, I'm more than happy. Cape Town City, historically, it will be the first time that Benny McCarthy wins the title. So I'll be very, very happy for him. One concern, though, that I have is inconsistency. And as I've tried to ask that uh, from Tola Magwaza as... Okay, we're saying that, okay, it's because it's competitive, but really for me, I find it extremely inconsistent and I it's frustrating to watch some of the games because form tells you nothing about the game that is about to unfold. Sometimes a team, you know it as a team that plays 4-4-2, it plays with wingers, it crosses the ball. One match, they don't do that. One The other match, the next game, they do precisely that. The teams are inconsistent and as a result, that's why number nine is separated by only nine points or ten points from number one and also when you look at the bottom of the table the teams that are in the relegation zone are separated by less than a handful of points which tells you the, which tells you the story about the APSA premiership well uh, it's only time will tell of course uh, that's the nature of the game that we make predictions we talk about games uh, we have to put ourselves and our heads on the block and say this is going to happen based on this educated opinion for example sundowns for me have won titles number one number two number one number two number one uh, will they be number one again? Uh, I think so, right? If it doesn't happen, of course, I won't be left with an egg on my face. I will appreciate whoever wins the title. My name is Ngurule Gonkewu and this has been The Big Issue. Thank you very much for listening to us. Sokala Duma Radio. Sokala Duma Radio.